Open your Bible to Genesis 38. Now, the last time we were together, Joseph had just been sold by his brothers to the Midianite uh, traders, and he is now in Egypt. Uh, now we will move on and discuss Judah and Tamar. Open to Genesis 38, and let's read along. Genesis 38 At that time, Judah left his brothers and went down to stay with a man of Adullam named Hirah. There Judah met the daughter of a Canaanite man named Shur. He married her and lay with her. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son who was named Er. She conceived again and gave birth to a son and named him Onan. She gave birth to still another son and named him Shalah. It was at Kazib that she gave birth to him. Judah got a wife for Er, his firstborn, and her name was Tamar. But Er, Judah's firstborn, was wicked in the Lord's sight. So the Lord put him to death. Then Judah said to Onan, Lie with your brother's wife and fulfill your duty to her as a brother-in-law to produce offspring for your brother. But Onan knew that the offspring would not be his. So whenever he lay with his brother's wife, he spilled his semen on the ground to keep from producing offspring for his brother. What he did was wicked in the Lord's sight, so he put him to death also. Judah then said to his daughter-in-law Tamar, Live as a widow in your father's house until my son Shelah grows up, for he thought he may die too, just like his brothers. So Tamar went to live in her father's house. After a long time, Judah's wife, the daughter of Shur, died. When Judah had recovered from his grief, he went up to Timnah, to the men who were shearing his sheep, and his friend Hirah the Adulamite went with him. When Tamar was told, Your father-in-law's on his way to Timnah to shear his sheep, she took off her widow's clothes, covered herself with a veil to disguise herself, and then sat down at the entrance to Inaim, which is on the road to Timnah. For she saw that though Shelah had now grown up, she had not been given to him as his wife. When Judah saw her, he thought she was a prostitute, for she had covered her face. Not realizing that she was his daughter-in-law, he went over to her by the roadside and said, Come now, let me sleep with you. And what will you give me to sleep with you? she asked. I'll send you a young goat from my flock, he said. Will you give me something as a pledge until you send it? she asked. He said, what pledge should I give you? Your seal and its cord, and the staff in your hand, she answered. So he gave them to her, and slept with her, and she became pregnant by him. After she left, she took off her veil, and put on her widow's clothes again. Meanwhile Judah sent the young goat by his friend the Adulamite in order to get his pledge back from the woman, but he did not find her. He asked the men who lived there, where is the shrine prostitute who was beside the road at Inaim? There hasn't been any shrine prostitute here, they said. So he went back to Judah and said, I didn't find her. Besides, the men who live there said, There hasn't been any shrine prostitute here. Then Judah said, Let her keep what she has, or we will become a laughingstock. After all, I did send her this young goat, but you didn't find her. About three months later, Judah was told, Your daughter-in-law Tamar is guilty of prostitution, and as a result, she is now pregnant. Judah said, Bring her out and have her burned to death. As she was being brought out, she sent a message to her father-in-law. I am pregnant by the man who owns these, she said. And she added, 
See if you recognize whose seal and cord and staff these are. Judah recognized them and said, She is more righteous than I, since I wouldn't give her to my son Shelah. And he did not sleep with her again. When the time came for her to give birth, there were twin boys in her womb. As she was giving birth, one of them put out his hand, so the midwife took a scarlet thread and tied it on his wrist and said, This one came out first. But when he drew back his hand, his brother came out, and she said, So this is how you have broken out. And he was named Perez. Then his brother, who had the scarlet thread on his wrist, and he was given the name Zerah. Okay, now, we start out chapter 38 by seeing that Judah left his brothers. Notice verse 1. And it came about at that time that Judah departed from his brothers and visited a certain Adulamite whose name was Horah. Now, uh, Horah was from Adulam, uh, which is southwest of Jerusalem. And as always, notice it says at that time. At what time? After the time uh, that uh, Joseph is in Egypt. Now, uh, Judah takes a Canaanite woman. It tells us this in verses 2 through 5. Judah saw there a daughter of a certain Canaanite whose name was Shua, and he took her and went into her. So she conceived and bore a son and named him Ur. Then she conceived again and bore a son and named him Onan. She bore still again a son and named him Shula, sorry, and it was at Shazeb that she bore him. Uh, now, it does not say uh, that Shua is Judah's uh, wife, but uh, they do have three sons. Now, uh, Judah finds a wife uh, for his firstborn, but he was an evil man, and the Lord took him, uh, notice verses 6 and 7. Now, Judah took a wife for Ur, his firstborn, and her name was Tamar. But Ur's, uh, Judah's firstborn, was evil in the sight of the Lord, so the Lord took him. Now, I have wondered what kind of man Ur must have been for the Lord to strike him down. It doesn't tell us. It just tells us that he was a he was an evil man. Now, uh, Judah now tells his uh, next oldest to take Tamar, which is Ur's widow, and have a child so the family line can continue. We notice this in verse 8. Judah said to Onan, go into your brother's wife and perform your duty as a brother-in-law to her and raise up offspring for your brother. You have to remember, this is the custom of this time. When you're reading scripture, you have to go back to when these things were happening and what the customs were. Now, Onan was given uh, the order by Judah, but he had other plans. Notice verse 9. And Onan knew that the offspring would not be his, so it came about that when he went in to his brother's wife, he wasted his seed on the ground in order not to give offspring to his brother. Onan wanted his own inheritance. Uh, he did not want a child in the name of his brother Ur, so he took Tamar, but he wasted his seed on the ground instead of allowing Tamar uh, the chance to get pregnant. Now, uh, this practice uh, of other brothers uh, taking the wife you know, of the older was a custom that will become part of the uh, Mosaic law. Uh, let's look at let's look at two examples real quick of that. Turn a couple of uh, books over to Deuteronomy. Turn to Deuteronomy 25. 
Okay, Deuteronomy 25 verses 5 through 10. When brothers live together and one of them dies and has no son, the wife of the deceased shall not be married outside the family to a strange man. Her husband's brother shall go in to her and take her to himself as wife and perform the duty of a husband's brother to her. And it, and it shall be that the firstborn whom she bears shall assume the name of his dead brother. That his name may be blotted out, that his name may not be blotted out from Israel. But if the man does not desire to take his brother's wife, then his brother's wife shall go up to the gate to the elders and say, My husband's brother refuses to establish a name for his brother in Israel. He is not willing to perform the duty of a husband's brother to him. Then the elders of his city shall summon him and speak to him. And if he persists and says, I do not desire to take her, then his brother's wife shall come to him in the sight of the elders and pull his sandal off his foot and spit in his face. And she shall declare, thus it is done to the man who does not build up his brother's house. And in Israel, his name shall be called the house of him whose sandal is removed. And the other example is in Ruth. Go a couple more books. To the right and turn to Ruth chapter 4. Ruth chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. And they read Boaz said, On the day you buy the field from the hand of Naomi, you must also acquire Ruth the Moabitess, the widow of the deceased, in order to raise up the name of the deceased on his inheritance. And the closest relative said, I cannot redeem it for myself, lest I jeopardize my own inheritance. Redeem it for yourself. You may uh, have my right of redemption, for I cannot redeem it. So uh, there were just two examples of the custom that they had in this time where when a brother when a woman was married to a man uh that that name uh, that she stayed in the family okay now onan met the same fate as his brother uh we're back to genesis 38 notice verse 10 but what he did was displeasing in the sight of the lord so he took his life away also now uh judah offered his third son to tamar in the future look at verse 11 then Judah said to his daughter-in-law Tamar, Remain a widow in your father's house until my son Shalai grows up. For he thought, I am afraid that he too may die like his brother. So Tamar went and lived in her father's house. Now Tamar agreed to stay widow and she moved back with her father, just like her father-in-law asked her to do. Shua, the wife of Judah, has died. Then after Judah mourned, he went back to work uh, with his men in Timnah. Verse 12 tells us this. Now, after a considerable time, Shua's daughter, the wife of Judah, died. And when the time of mourning was ended, Judah went up to his sheep shears at Timnah. He and his friend Harada Adulamite. So Judah gets back to work. Uh, now, uh, now, now Shalai has grown up and Judah has not given him to Tamar as he promised. Uh, look at verses 13 and 14. And it was told to Tamar, Behold, your father-in-law is going up to Timnah to shear his sheep. So she removed her widow's garments and covered herself with a veil and wrapped herself and sat in the gateway of Anam, uh, which is on the road to Timnah. For she saw that Shalah had grown up and uh, she had not been given to him as a wife. 
Okay, now uh, uh, Judah now Judah sees Tamar and thinks she is a harlot, so they negotiate for a harlot's service. Uh, notice verses 15 through 18. When Judah saw her, he thought she was a harlot, uh, for she had covered her face. So he turned aside to her by the road and said, uh, Here now, let me come in to you. For he did not know that she was his daughter-in-law. And she said, What will you give me that you may come into me? He said, Therefore, I will send you a kid from the flock. She said, Moreover, will you give a pledge until you send it? He said, what pledge shall I give you? And she said, your seal and your cord and your staff that is in your hand. So he gave them to her and went into her and she conceived. Uh, unfortunately for Judah, he is being set up by his daughter-in-law and doesn't know it. Uh, now, people, this is where adultery will get you. That That's that's the that's part of the lesson right here. Now, Tamar uh, acts as if everything is normal. Notice verse 19. Then she arose and departed and removed her veil and put on her widow's garment. So Tamar just goes back to just, you know, hey, I just, you know, did this to my uh, uh, deceased husband's, you know, father, her father-in-law. And hey, it's, it's, all, it's all good. She just goes back, you know, to doing what she was doing. Now, Judah tries to pay his debt only to realize he has been made a fool. Uh, notice verses 20 through 23. When Judah sent the kid by his friend the Adulamite to receive the pledge from the woman's hand, he did not find her. And he uh, asked the, the men of her place, saying, Where is the temple prostitute who was by the road at Enam? But they said, There has been no temple prostitute there. So he returned to Judah and said, I did not find her. And furthermore, the men of the place said, There has been no temple prostitute there. Then Judah said, Well, let her keep them, lest we become a laughing stock. After all, I sent this kid, but you did not find her. So, you know, Judah is saying, You know what? I know she has my, you know, cord, you know, and she has the things of mine, but let's just, we're we just going to let it go. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to uh, make a big deal, of, 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 you know, of, we're not going to make a big deal about it. Now, uh, Judah hears his daughter-in-law is pregnant and becomes very angry. Look at verse 24. Now, it was about three months later that Judah was informed, Your daughter-in-law Tamar has played the harlot, and behold, she is also with child by harlotry. Then Judah said, Bring her out and let her be burned. Now, uh... This will uh, later. This no, This will later be a regulation for a priest, which uh, can be read in uh, Leviticus twenty-one nine. That states, "A daughter of a priest shall be burned." Uh, now, how hypocritical is this to Judah? Three months earlier, he had sex outside of marriage with what he thought was a prostitute, but he is upset because he thinks his daughter-in-law did the same thing. It's, it's funny how we can be upset when one person, uh, when we do certain things to violate God's law, but when somebody else does it, we're just, we're just enraged, right? Now, Judah sees he has been had. Look at verses 25 through 26. It was while she was being brought out that uh, she sent to her father-in-law saying, I am with child by the man to whom these things belong. And she said, please examine and see whose signet ring and core staffs are these. And Judah recognized them and said, she is more righteous than I. And as much as I did not give her to my son, Shalah, and he did not uh, have relations with her again. Now, uh, 
Notice Judah calls Tamar righteous. Hebrew 66, 63, which means a just cause uh, to or to be in the right. Uh, he knew uh, he knew she did right, even though it was through deception. Now, uh, Perez and Zerah are born to Tamar. Notice verses 27 through 30. And it came about at the time she was giving birth that, behold, there were twins in her womb. Moreover, it took place while she was giving birth. One put out a hand, and the midwife took and tied a scarlet thread on his hand, saying, This one came out first. But it came about as he drew back his hand that, behold, his brother came out. Then she said, What a breach you have made for yourself. So she named him Perez. And afterwards, his brother came out uh, who had the scarlet thread on his hand and he was named Zerah. Uh, now uh, we will see a little later that these two sons uh, went with Judah and his family into Egypt. Alright that brings us to the end of Genesis chapter 38. That's all for now. God bless. Yeah.